This is episode eight of the Spinoff Success Podcast. Welcome to the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Join me each week for inspiring stories about people leveraging tools, platforms, systems, and skills to create thriving businesses, successful side hustles, and surprising new careers. Tune in to discover how to turn your skills and expertise into a spin-off success. Hi, and welcome back to Episode 8 of the Spin-Off Success Podcast. I am Beth Phillips, and I wasn't able to publish an episode last week because I was traveling to watch my son play his um, conference championship. He plays tennis at Cleveland State University, and they won their conference uh, championship, which is super cool. I had so much fun with today's guest. It is my 20-year-old daughter. Um, She agreed to come on and talk about her expertise and how she has leveraged Instagram to um, promote her own business. So not only did she use it in her own creative media business um, last for a full year while she ran her own business after high school, but um, she kind of spun that into uh, one of the primary offerings of a new company that she started with uh, her business partner that offers um, pretty high-end services in three discrete areas. So I hope this episode inspires you and maybe helps you think about Instagram in a different way. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for doing this today. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about your Instagram expertise. But before we get into that, will you describe um, what you're doing now and how um, you kind of got into your latest business venture? Sure. Um, So all of last year, I ran my own creative media business called Hannah Phillips Media. And what I did was a lot of graphic design work, a lot of photography, but I found that most of my new clients were coming to me through my Instagram page because I I always posted my new work there and just kept it updated. But what I'm doing now is um, I just started a company called Piper Creative with um, my business partner, Aaron Watson, and Instagram is one of our main service offerings. So we do Instagram account building, podcast production, and something we call documentary as a service, which is basically vlogging 2.0. My role is to handle anything and everything that falls under the visual content creation realm. So I produce all the uh, images for our clients' Instagram accounts, and Aaron handles the copywriting. Uh, But I also produce our company vlog and design any graphics that our podcast clients need. Oh, okay. And, and are you also involved in um, the other two uh, service offerings? Are you going to have a role for those as well? Not so much because Aaron has more of a podcast background. I mean, he has his own podcast with over 300 episodes. And so my role there is just to create the, um, the show graphics. Mm-hmm. But with the, uh, with the professional vlogging, I am going to be sort of being the onboard 
onboard type of person before we hand off the client to another videographer. We oh, have okay. to, um, I'm just going to be the intro person. Do you know how long process. you'll work with any given client to onboard them? We're, we're judging it. It's hard to judge just because we actually haven't gotten anyone to bite on that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, big service offering yet, but uh, we're assuming it's going to take about three weeks to train someone else to do it okay. for a client. And in that time, I'll be able to um, run their vlog while the other person is training, um, doing the Piper vlog, the internal company vlog. Oh, okay. That works out. So I know the story, but I think the story about how you and Aaron um, kind of just got to know each other um, is pretty interesting, if you don't mind um, sharing that. Yeah, sure. Uh, So I, gosh, I can't even remember when exactly I first heard about his podcast. You, I know you turned me on to it at some point, Mm -hmm. but... It was the Zach Slayback episode, I believe. It was the Zach Slayback episode. And Zach used to work for um, this apprenticeship program called Praxis. And I I listened to the episode and was just, I was immediately interested in Praxis. Um, Wasn't sure if I was going to apply or not, but I ended up applying towards the end of my senior year after Zach actually came to my school and spoke to a few of my classmates mm-hmm. and I about the program itself. And, but amidst all of this happening, I started shooting for the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds and Aaron was on the team and I hadn't introduced myself up to that point, but during one of their home games, after I already got into practice, I went up to him after the game and I said, Hey, I listened to your episode with Zach Slayback and I just want to let you know, like, you pretty much introduced me to Praxis, so thank you. Um, and he he was, you know, s- super impressed by that and by me cold calling my way onto the Thunderbirds as their photographer anyway. Um, and so we worked on and off together for about three years just on random projects. I would shoot for him occasionally. Um, and then... About four or five months ago, it's hard to remember now. Yeah, four months ago, uh, he asked me to be his, his co-founder for this new company that involved professional vlogging service. Um, he pitched the idea of the professional vlog, I think, 10 months ago. It was last sometime last June. Uh, so he planted the seed very early. Mm-hmm. He got me interested in the idea, but it wasn't until this past January that he actually uh, was ready to make it a business and wanted me to build it with him. That's so cool. And you know what I've always appreciated about him is it would have been easy for him um, over the years to expect you to work for free for him on these projects because you know, they were totally in your wheelhouse. You guys, you know, were kind of getting to be friends and they were as much opportunities for you as they were, you know, a need for him. But I love that he always respected the value of your work. So. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's so cool. All right. So I probably should know this since I'm your mother, but 
Um, how long have you been on Instagram? Like when, when did you start your first Instagram account? Oh gosh. Um, did you adopt it pretty early? Were you on it pretty not, early? Not super early, not compared to other people. Mm-hmm. I was in eighth grade, I think, when I started really? my Instagram account. So that I was... didn't realize it was that old. Not that yeah, old. I know. I, it, it was a while, but I didn't. I don't think I had a smartphone then either. I still had my your iPod Touch. iPod right? Touch. Yeah. And and so I wasn't even I wasn't even posting actively. I was more okay. so looking at other artists' work. Oh, okay. Yeah, and just to give context, you're 20 now, so eighth yes, grade would have been. Um, do you know what year that would have been? Eighth grade. Two um, years out, six 2000, years, like eight well, years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. 2010, 11, okay. something around there. So when, when you then got active on it, you know, actually mm-hmm. like engaging with people or whatever, how long after that did you start sort of switch and figure out that it could be um, a way to promote your business or your projects or whatever? I, it had to have been in 10th grade. When I, so I was 16, but I had always posted my photography and what I was into. But in 10th grade, when I actually branded myself as Hannah Phillips Media, um, I got more serious about where I was marketing my work. And I've I've always been very interested in the visual aesthetic side of Instagram. Not that, I mean, it's all visual content, but I took notice to people who were able to craft a really nice feed overall. And so I started taking that a bit more seriously when I was probably around 16 or 17. Wow. Wow. So as a business tool, um, I guess the question is, are there, uh, how did you start to change aside from um, just making your photos look a certain way (laughs) like how did you start to intentionally use it differently from a casual user to a a business user right so I had built up my my page decently to that point I, I forget how many posts I had but it was right around that time too where my followers grew to be people that I didn't immediately know. Okay. Um, so because I had been posting my photos and I did a little bit more hashtag research. So I looked into what other photographers were hashtagging on their pictures, especially in the Pittsburgh area. And so I started using those same hashtags and I saw my audience grow, um, and my work get recognized more so in the Pittsburgh creative scene. Mm-hmm. Can um, I ask you about that? So yeah. by recognized, do you mean people were like leaving comments or because uh, I don't know if there's a way to they share would, or repost or something. Right. How, how they would leave comments. They would, um, they would leave comments. They would engage more, but it I would get reposted by some of the community accounts. So oh, an example of that is um, the Steel City Grammars account it is one of the bigger community accounts in in Pittsburgh. And so any um, any picture hashtag with the Steel City Grammars hashtag is automatically 
in that grouping and the managers of that account can pick out their favorite pictures and post it on, on that account. Um, and so I think a couple of my pictures were posted over the course of several months. Um, but that's sort of how I grew my audience outside of just my core, you know, friends and family. Right. And, and I think most people ask like, Oh, is there a certain number that you need to have? Um, of followers before you start seeing them turn into clients. And it's, it's not really a number. Mm -hmm. It's not a specific number. It's just the audience that you're targeting in general. So if I had a thousand followers at the time of, um, when I shifted from like more personal content to more Mm -hmm. business, um, business intended content, then I, really tried to target that material to people who would be interesting or interested in working with me. Okay. And so um, what, what metrics, and I'm saying for your personal account, which mm-hmm. is, what's your handle? H, is it HP hand, media, HP media. Um, what metrics do you use? If you even look at metrics at all for, um, to help you drive decisions about what you're going to post? Do you, is it likes or is it comments or are you just hoping yeah. to get sales or that sort of thing? Do you look at those kind yeah. of metrics now? I, I actually don't look too closely at the numbers themselves just because with every picture that I post, the engagement shifts. I'm, I mean, I, I don't have that many followers. I think I still have under 2000 followers, but um, sorry, I have to burp. <laughs> I'm not going to edit um, that out. Forget you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have under 2000 followers. And so my engagement, I think I get around 200 likes per picture. Is that a good um, percentage that you know of? It's, it's an average percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's nothing crazy and nothing too like below average, but um, Does it depend but I on don't how re- often you post or are you pretty consistent yes, either way? A hundred percent. It's the Instagram algorithm, especially now they changed it again. If you aren't posting re- like every single day religiously, wow. you're basically going to get buried in the algorithm and your posts are not going to pop up in people's feeds. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah, it's and it's one of those things now where I'm struggling struggling to keep up just because I'm sure. keeping up with our with the Piper client work and so well, also do you do the Piper creative um Instagram account I create the content for all of the accounts um but Aaron is the one who's posting oh, okay. um and so he stays on top of that I just have to keep up with all the content and try to carve out the time to dedicate to my own Instagram content okay Okay, well, this is, I was going to ask you a little bit later, but is there a tool that you can use? Let me just talk, I just want to talk about a couple of third-party tools, okay? Mm-hmm. One, is there one, like an app that you use to edit photos? Most of the time I edit in either Visco or VSCO or Adobe Lightroom Mobile, mm-hmm. um, but it, if I... Let's say you're it's a not beginner. Even, I, is it? Yeah. If, it, I, if going back to 
when I first started, I would use Visco pretty regularly. And then, but now Instagram has the in app tools for editing, which are just super great and really basic, but, um, they make for good quick fixes. All right. And then the other question I had is, is there a way to post from your desktop? There is not. Okay. And then, but there is a way to schedule posts ahead of time. Is that like a phone app or is it a desktop Yeah, it's, so app? you can use Latergram or I, I forget. There there are a couple of different apps that will post for, for you, but they either come with watermarks or mm. with hashtags built okay. into the post itself. It's, it's weird. Um, most of the time, if you want to get organic engagement, you're going to have to manually post. That makes sense. Uh, and then the last thing on this um, vein is I've heard you talk about reusing the same of what, however many hashtags you you do and maybe you'll change them up. But do you just copy and paste them or have them on a file in your phone so that you can just quickly throw them in there? Yeah. So I have a couple of different bulk hashtag paragraphs um, saved in the notes on my phone okay. and each one is dedicated to like specific content. So I really oh, I good don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't post much um, diversified content. It's usually either Pittsburgh, um, mm-hmm. like something painting related, or a portrait of some kind of uh, that I shot. And so I have different bulk hashtags for that. And then I'll usually change a handful depending on what the actual contents of that picture are. But um, But I've been playing around with the hashtags in general. Sometimes I'll leave them off posts altogether and see if I get the same kind of engagement. Sometimes um, I'll use completely different hashtags mm. that I haven't used before. It's just something to just play to test around it. with. Yeah, just to test it because um, I've been reading some different stuff that hashtags don't actually boost engagement. They just make you more discoverable. And um, yeah, so I, engagement-wise... It's interesting to play around with, but you always want to be easily discoverable in the Instagram app. Oh, okay. Unless you're like me and have a private account. Um, (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that just about any business can benefit from uh, a presence on Instagram? I'm talking like small business, mom and pop business, you know, or work out of your home business. Do you think any business can benefit from uh, getting on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another avenue to get eyes on your business and what you're doing. It's even if you're not the, you know, professional photographer or, um, someone who has an eye for aesthetics, as long as you're posting content that's relevant to your business, you'll be able to start conversations with people in your same industry, especially if you're using industry specific hashtags. It's just, yeah, a whole okay. a whole platform that is definitely valuable if you know how to use it. So let's say I'm a small business, and um, I'll give you an example. I'll use a visually based business. So mm-hmm. um, a friend across the street, she's starting a business. She is repurposing any kind of thing, like small furniture, big furniture, and she's going to sell them in person at shows. So um, I'm trying to help her get on you know just get going on Instagram so what are two or three 
um, must-do strategies for somebody like her? Okay, photograph everything, like every project from beginning to end, because people love before and after pictures. Oh, that's Um, I I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yeah, before and afters, and photograph, make sure she has someone photograph her while she's actually working on different projects. Okay. um, Because statistics through different Instagram reports show that um, photos of people or of the person running the Instagram account perform better than those without. Um, That's interesting. So it's funny. It's, oh, we were looking through her, her photos yesterday and she, there was one of her mm-hmm. and her sister. She's running the business with her sister. Um, they were just arranging something and she just sort of flew by that. And I said, no, I think, I think it's good to show yourself every once in a while. So I'm glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. It's it just, puts more of a personal touch on um, the business itself and humanizes it. Okay. So Uh, what about uh, Instagram tactics? Like she sets up an account. What are two or three things that she should try to do um, to at, at the very beginning, whether it changes down the line, like her method changes down the line or whatever, what are two or three things that you would tell anybody when they're starting? Keep a consistent Instagram theme going. So edit all of your photos the same way or use the same filter just so you have a unified brand voice and brand look on Instagram and reach out to different like either secondhand stores or antique shops or whatever through Instagram in the area. Even if you're just introducing yourself through their direct messages or um, interacting with their account and engaging with their account on Instagram. It's just make yourself aware um, or make make them aware of you somehow. Yeah, that seems pretty easy to do. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on, on the back because I kind of told her all those things. So <laughs> you taught me well. Um, okay. But all the things that you've talked about, though, makes especially the consistency like when you were saying if you um, don't post consistently then you're going to get buried let's say I'm sitting on my couch I'm kind of reasonably um, let's say if I was interested I'm not interested in managing people's Instagram accounts but it is something that I think people could do and kind of make a side hustle out of it what is Mm -hmm. the range that a business a small business could expect to pay a person um, to run some aspects of it or um, to all aspects of their Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Do you have a feel for that? Yeah, I, it depends on if they're actually creating the content themselves or if they're just posting it and managing the, the community on Instagram. Um, well, we didn't even I talk about start, the, the the client that you had where I think you had a couple of clients where you were managing their Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did last year before I started Piper, I did um, I managed a couple of Instagram accounts and I just charged 60 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And so they got five to six posts out of that. They got um all the hashtags and the captions written for them. And then they would, I would also take the time and interact with their industry specific oh, wow. um, 
other accounts and um, and would try to boost engagement that way. Did you so, have, did you take the photos? Did they pay you separately to take the photos? Yeah. Or did you already, already and I, so that? I would also do different photo shoots, like probably once or, um, once a month or once every two months, mm-hmm. depending on how, how many photos we had in the backlog. But, uh, so I did 60 bucks a week, which I think is lowballing it. Yeah. Um, but it but isn't if you're just kind of starting out if it's and you're willing hustle, to, yeah. Yeah. If some high school kid wanted to walk down to a local donut shop and say, hey, I, I'll charge you five bucks a post for, you know, everything, all the, every post I make on Instagram, that's, I would say that's probably reasonable. And mm-hmm. that would average to about 20 or 25 bucks a week. Yeah. Uh, it sounds better that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But right. no, yeah, that's that. And then let's say, I mean, Is it reasonable for a high school kid, the same high school kid or college kid to do that for 10 different businesses so they could generate a couple hundred bucks a week? Is that or would that be too much too time consuming? Yeah, I I don't think someone would have the bandwidth to do that as a side hustle just because the actual content creation does take Mm. um, a decent amount of time. It it would be different if they weren't actually taking the pictures and editing them and doing that and they were just posting it. Yeah, let's say they're just posting. Let's say. Then yeah, yeah, I totally think that if they wanted to take that on as a side hustle, they could manage doing five bucks a post for, you know, a handful of different okay. businesses. And then on the high end, which is what I consider what you, your business does, Piper mm-hmm. Creative, what, mm-hmm. um, what do your services cost? And, or is there a range depending on what people want? There is a range. Okay. So we, in, in terms of like agencies, agencies charging for this service, we are still on the low end of the spectrum. Uh, So we charge 600 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And that gives you four to five posts per week. Um, We handle all content from beginning to end. So we come in, shoot a bunch of pictures, have a gallery of images, and that'll last us maybe a month or a month and a half. Um, and then we do all the hashtag research, the captions and um, all the copywriting. And we also, I well, I create a custom preset or a custom filter for each specific client. Um, we don't do community management. That's like a whole... Meaning whole within other, their industry. The reaching right. Out. We, okay. Yeah, we, we don't interact with... Might you do that once you have uh, team members when you grow a little bit? Possibly, yes. Once we're a little bit bigger, that's something that would be more manageable. But, um, but yeah, we're basically doing this the same thing and that a high schooler could do and like tremendously undercut us mm. and you know take the business. But we are essentially ensuring that we will, we want you to grow with us. And in turn, you know, we want to grow with you and tell, tell your ongoing story on Instagram. Yeah, that's cool. And I actually was listening to a podcast the other day where um, a woman, she started a company 
just handling Instagram accounts for commercial real estate companies. I mean, it's so niche, but she said she gets anywhere from, you know, whatever, $25,000 from one client per month to do that. And commercial, you know, that's, that's higher end, but, yeah. um, in, in, in her services also range, but it's crazy that, you know, this one little app that, you know, mm-hmm. um, can make such a difference in, in business. And I do think that the, the barrier to entry is really low. You know, it doesn't cost anything to mess up on it. If you're just starting right. out, um, it's, it's, relatively user-friendly and it's easy to learn um, some of the things if you take the time I I, I I mean let's say you've been doing this as part of your business for four or five years so you've you know mm-hmm. acquired the skills over time but um, yeah it's it's crazy what's possible yeah 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 so what's the best place um, to see how you're making an impact with Instagram where can people see what you're doing well, you can definitely follow my Instagram account um, at HP Media. Uh, that's probably the best place because I'm out of all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram the most and I dedicate the most time to it. Um, yeah, or you can check out my website at hannahphillipsmedia.com. See some of my recent work there or follow us along. Um, follow the Piper journey along um, yeah, go on talk YouTube about and, that. Yeah, talk about yeah. um well, first of all, your Instagram handle on um inst- for Piper is what is that? Piper the, underscore creative? Yeah, it's Piper underscore creative. Okay. And then, you know, how can people find you on YouTube, the vlog? Yeah. And and, and describe so, what you're doing there. Right. So the Piper vlog is essentially the story of building Piper Creative from day one. So the first day we went into business together, uh, Aaron and I recorded every minute. So it's just following along the growth of this company and onboarding new clients and going to, into pitch meetings and recording podcasts. It's just the yeah. the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah, I call it. So, it's like a spin in. It's sort of like yes. meta. <laughs> what you're doing as a business. Yeah. I, I think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, how do you how, if somebody were searching on YouTube, uh, how would they find you and uh, subscribe to your channel? Uh, so the Piper vlog lives on Aaron's channel and it's called if you search on YouTube hashtag this is Piper, okay. uh, it should pop right up. OK. And yeah, you can just follow along the growth of our company and see what it's like to actually manage Instagram accounts. Yeah, that's so cool. And Aaron is A-A-R-O-N, Watson. Yeah. If you type in uh, hashtag this is Piper, all, all one word, okay. and and then Aaron Watson, it'll pop up, or okay. Piper Creative. Okay. There are a lot of different keywords okay. that will feed it to you. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, yeah. Thank you for, um, you know, taking the time and teaching us about Instagram. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some ideas and inspiration from that episode. If you have a business and are not using Instagram to promote it or to get noticed and to find your community, I hope you got some strategies to do that. 
or maybe you are just an Instagram user, a casual user, and maybe got some inspiration to reach out and create a side hustle from it. You can check out Hannah's Instagram page. Her handle is at HP Media and the Instagram handle for Piper Creative is at Piper underscore creative. If you're interested generally in startups, their vlog is really fun to watch and they truly are documenting the business from the very beginning and you can see the nuts and bolts of it. What I like about it is that they are vlogging this business where one of their services is to provide vlogging services or documentary as a service. So I just get a kick out of that. And it's also just fun to watch. So you can check that out on YouTube. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to that and um, all their uh, social media accounts and their website. So be sure to check that out. If you are getting some uh, value from this podcast, please uh, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast uh, platform and subscribe. And if you have a minute, uh, give me a review on iTunes and I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.